This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to begin a series today called Equipped. And I love that word, okay? Because God has equipped his children with all that we need to fight the enemy and to live a prosperous, abundant life. We are equipped, you know? Yeah. And we're going to go over the armor of God in this series. We're going to take each piece and we're going to you know, you know, examine it and understand what exactly it means. You know, we have the equipment, but we don't use it. Yeah. It's like we have all this TV equipment and it's just sitting in a closet. Right. You got to use it. It isn't like God didn't give it to you. So cool. We have it now, but you got to get it out of the closet. You got to get the dust off of it and you got to turn it on. And that's what we're going to do. I remember somebody was attending a church a local church, and uh, it was a big church, and it was uh, it was major. But he started having problems in his uh, in his mind, you know, and he was just being attacked by the enemy. And you know, unfortunately, the church was not teaching any of what you're going to hear in the next week because uh, he didn't he wasn't equipped. And it's really important, even when those mental those thoughts come in your mind, you need to be equipped and know what to do with those thoughts to cast them out so they don't overtake you. And his life was basically destroyed because he wasn't taught uh, how to equip himself for a spiritual battle. And how that's to do important. with spiritual warfare. It's very important. Yeah. You know, um, when I started out in Christianity, I began, you know, in the early days of my Christian life, I began trying to learn something about Christianity. Hmm. And um, I remember early on, the Lord said to me, I want you to go read the book of Job. Hmm. And I read the book of Job and I said, what's that all about? Well, I found out real fast. The devil had attacked me. You know, I got saved when I was 29 years old, so I had no clue about any of this. And life was fine until the day I stood up and I said, I'm going to have everything Jesus died to give me. He gave me the equipment, but I didn't know. And I was getting beat on every side, beat on every side. And I didn't know what was going on. He didn't have a clue. And the church that we went to at the time, I'm not putting anybody down, but it was a nice church. But basically the pastor got up in the pulpit and he said nice things about Jesus. And we went home. Right. We didn't learn anything. If you want to, you know, if you want to learn something in Christianity, it's going to take more than an hour a week. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So we're in a war. We're engaged in a war. And And you you learned that early on. I learned that right off the get go. Like, (laughs) hey, I'm in a war and you don't have an option. And I actually said to the Lord, (laughs) I actually said to the Lord, look, Lord, I'm opting out of the war thing. Okay. I'm opting out. Taking a leave. (laughs) I'm just going to sit on the sideline and I'm not going to do anything. Just, just leave this alone. I can't take it anymore. And the Lord said, you can't do that. I said, well, why not? He said, you'll be dead in two weeks. And now what he was saying was, if you don't fight, the devil isn't going to stop fighting you. He's going to take you out if he can. So if you're not going to fight and operate using the equipment we have to stop the wilds of the evil one, 
you'll be gone. Right. Now, I know Andrew Womack came out with a book, The War is Over, but what that means is the war is over between you being separated with, from God. And now, because of what Jesus did on the cross, you can come boldly to the throne of grace and have peace with God. So that war is over, but now you're entering into another war. You're which at is war with the devil. Absolutely. Or should you say enemy, the devil's at the war enemy. with you? Absolutely. He's, the devil is the enemy, and um, mm-hmm. it, it's not your neighbor. But anyway, the, um, we have to understand the, what we call the war between man and God was over when Jesus right. died on the cross. That's what I wanted to say, yes. That's yes. what, he, when, when, in Luke, where it says, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, that was peace between God and man. Right. Not necessarily peace on the earth between men. Right, right. So in the war, we're not trying to get God to be pleased with us. He's already pleased because of what Jesus did. We've already received right. The, the acceptance. Yeah, and the war is not trying to, um, it's not fighting to stay saved. The, fo- the war is not fighting to keep our blessings. We already have it. The war is not trying to please God. He's already pleased, right? You said it. The, the, we already have the blessings. We are right. equipped. We already have his pleasure. We have to, the war is don't let the devil steal it. That's right. That's right. Just so wow. we already have salvations, you know, and... You can't lose your salvation. It's impossible. You can throw it away, but you can't lose your salvation. It doesn't matter what you've done, how bad you've lived. I'm not saying that's good. You should. You would want to live health, you know, clean, but your sin won't make God throw you out of heaven. And the blessings don't stop either. It's us, and it's our decisions on whose camp are we in. At the moment, and we could flip flop back and forth a million oh. times a day. <laughs> yeah, me. I mean, we really can. I've done that many times. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, we're talking about the fin. We receive Jesus, and we believe in the finished works of the right. cross. Now, right. what is exactly the finished works? First of all, now I'm made righteous. I don't necessarily live perfectly righteous. Right. It's who I am. Right, your position, like right. your position. Yeah. And, and and you know. Um, and God's not mad at me in any way, but you have to understand your name or your last name is who you are. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You, you may not live perfectly according to that name. Right, right. But you still are that person that's because right. that's your name. And we have the name of Christ now. Right. And we're right. saved and born again. Wow. But there's still a war going on, and it's a spiritual war. Yep. Um. It's played out in the natural many times. You know, the devil's trying to steal your money or whatever he can get his hands on, particularly. So the one thing the devil's always trying to steal is your health. That's a major one. He's always trying to steal your health. And then he says, God did this to you. And let me say something about the healing. We are not fighting to get something. We already have everything. We're not fighting to get, uh, let's say, healing. We're fighting to protect the healing that is rightfully ours, that has already been given. In other words, you get, wait a minute, I'm healed. You have no right to intrude. You have no right to trespass on this property because my body's healed. That's the way you need to look at it. it exactly. And it's kind of like, picture it this way. This is your house and your belongings. If somebody breaks in, he has no right to anything in that house. Right. And you go after him. You're defending what you have. Absolutely. That's right. You know what I mean? You already got, this is my furniture. This is my everything. Who are you to come in here and take it? 
And, and you know the problem with a lot of Christians, they don't even they're not even aware there's a war going on. There's yeah. not. Do you know what I mean? They're really not even aware there's a battle. Right. Well, well, let me read you this out, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5. For though we walk in the flesh, which means our, uh, our natural body, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, that means worldly, Physical. but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. But that's a very familiar scripture, but yes. I would love to read this to you in the Passion Translation because it's just so awesome. It opens it's, it up, doesn't yes. it? Awesome Bible. Yes. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that's raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist, now every negative thought, and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Wow. And the scripture really says to the obedience of Christ. So in other words, it was Christ's obedience. And when we do something or think of something that dwells in our mind, we have to focus on, wait a minute, I don't need to do that because of the obedience of Christ. It, it, it really is a spiritual war. Yes. It totally, now, many times it's played out in the natural realm. Mm-hmm. You know, I had somebody talk, she said to me, she said, um, I cannot get these like rock and roll songs out of my mind. The minute I hear it on the radio, I'll sing that song all day. Yeah. And I'm, st- I don't want to, I'm stopping. I don't want it. You're in a war. Yeah. The devil. And you know what I told her? I said, you put on Christian worship music that you like, Christian worship music. And you play that, put the earphones on, play the Christian worship music mm-hmm. until that goes away. That's awesome. See, that's spiritual warfare. Right. Worship is the strongest warfare yeah. there is against any of this. That's awesome. But the whole point being is we've got to fight back. That's right. 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 And really, we're, we're fight, we seem to be fighting with one another yeah, rather yeah. than, and the enemy is laughing. They're laughing. Can you imagine being on a battlefield? And you're fighting your brother who is on the same side as you. And the enemy's laughing over there. He's not getting demolished. He's not getting kicked out because you're too busy fighting with one. Wow, that is what really the, good. What the, what the devil will do <laughs> is he'll come over to me and say, you know, you need to tell her something. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you need to stop doing that. And then the devil will run over to you and say, are you going to take that? Yep. And you're like, no, I'm not. And then you'll say, what do you think? And then the devil comes back over here. Next thing you know, you're divorced. Yes. And all it was was the devil started with one teeny bit of offense. Wow. He always uses offense. Offense is a mighty, mighty weapon that he uses against us. And when we won't be offended and we operate in love and forgiveness, he's disarmed. That's right. It's like, oh, this isn't working. That's right. I remember years ago, Al, I was uh, 
angry with uh, someone. We lived in the same town, and I just got so angry at them, and I gathered my army. I wasn't a Christian then, and, and they gathered their army. And I remember I decided to write this person a letter, and it was a long letter, and it was a mean letter, and it just got, and it was all coming from my mind, okay, all coming from my carnal self, writing all this down, and I was tormented. I held that letter for maybe two weeks, and I read it over and over again, and it just made me madder and madder. And you know what? I knew that I knew that I knew deep down that I shouldn't send the letter, and I didn't send it. But it could get this bad, the bitterness and unforgiveness. And it took two weeks out of my life, you know, because I was so prideful and arrogant looking down on these people. So the point is, we're fighting with the wrong people. We need to say, no, devil, I love this person, even if you don't feel like you love them, even if you don't want to forgive them. You say, I forgive them because God said to, and you're not getting me. When you forgive them and love them, your prayers for them now become pow- right. uh, powerful because what happens is prayers, the reason why your prayers aren't getting answered because they're not in love and they're not in forgiveness. You're Amen. trying to take somebody out. You're trying to stop something. You're trying to make something better. When you operate in love and forgiveness towards what they've done. Right. You know, I was just talking to somebody and he was saying that how he, uh, somebody owed him, I don't know, $5,000, whatever it is, and they're trying to get the money. And that's right. They should be paid, you know. But I said, don't get into the devil's game. Right, right. Forgive them, love them, and pray for them, and then bring it before the Lord and let the Lord pay you for this. The point is the devil's trying to work the offense. Right. And when he works that offense... Now your prayers are shut down and you don't know why. Right, right. But know this, the enemy already lost. Okay, he's already defeated. He just wants you to think that he's not. He just wants you to think that he's behind the the wheel. Okay, but we're the ones that already won. We're the ones. We have already won. The enemy doesn't want you to believe that either. That's the whole thing. And you know what the devil does do? He doesn't say you should do this or you should do that. He says it in the first person as in, I need to go tell them off. I'm going to blast them. The devil goes, I need to blast them. He doesn't say you need to blast them. And then we think it's our own thought process when we know that's not God. Yeah, he he puts it in your mind. He He puts it in your mind. So that's the next thing. Where is the war? It's in our mind. It's in our mind. It really is. Deception, fantasy, arrogant attitudes. Oh, arrogant attitudes is big in America. Everybody's like ticked. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just so prideful and arrogant. Right, right. And this is where where the enemy wages his war. I mean, he can't do anything else. Look, I don't believe that he could take the life of a Christian unless that Christian believes he can, or is an unbeliever or whatever. To agree right. to it, yeah. Right, 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 right. But he can work in every single one of our minds, and he does. He's, you know, you know it's like the devil can't and, kill you, but he's got to get you to kill yourself. <laughs> you don't yeah. understand what I mean? And the mind, the mind is so important. I mean, that, you know, this scripture is talking about casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the word of God. So we can let our minds wander. We can let, man, my mind can go anywhere I let it go. I mean, it's very obedient. <laughs> you know, I mean, it does, and it's not good. And eventually you will lose these little battles because now you're more focused on, you know, the, the, the negative and whatever the devil's trying to bring it. You know, you know listen, 
The oh, Lord ahead. told me one day, he said, never, never let your mind run wild. In other words, just That's what good. you said, thinking about this, thinking about that, thinking and, and, and quit re, um, <clears throat> keeping a record of all the wrongs that were done to you. And the devil will have you bound up with all of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way you stop your mind from running wild, the best way is to, you could say this. Think about something. Read scripture. Turn on the worship music and just start There's worshiping God. It. And all that goes away because it's the devil doing that to you. Right. He right. keeps getting you raced up and raced up in your mind. It's a warfare starts out in the mind. And he's a liar. He's a liar. Okay, picture, I've said this before, picture a playground. And the little kids go out on the playground during recess. And what do they do? They usually pretend you know, they usually pretend to be cowboys, Indians, uh, princesses, whatever it is. They have pretend is. friends. They have pretend friends. They make up everything. And then when the time's over, they're all, you know, upset and they go back in and everything. Well, the, the, your mind is the devil's playground. In many ways it is because what he does is he comes in and he pretends. And he makes you think, he actually lies. And he makes you think that that symptom is going to turn into something really bad. And you go along with it. You go along with it. But when you line it up with the word of God and see that that doesn't line up with what I am and who I am and what I have, uh, then you reject it. Okay. And the devil will say, well, I got to clean up that. I can't work here anymore. I've got to go somewhere else because this is not working. Or Just like when recess is over. On you. Right. But, you know, one of the things he does, and this is very true, you were just saying, you get, uh, you got a little spot here on your whatever. Right. right. And he'll go, oh, you remember so-and-so? The heart starts beating. Right. He died from cancer with that. Oh, my God, you're next. And that's just when yeah. you go, oh, no, I'm going to wow. die. You take wow. nothing, a little mark on your hand, and yeah. now you're going to die. Yeah. And wow, you, so you've got to shut that stuff off. And like you said before, really many Christians don't even discern it. You have to discern what is God and what is of the enemy. And many Christians don't see the enemy at all. It's not even, and the enemy gets, he gets a free pass. Now you might say, well, all you're doing is talking about the enemy. Well, you know, in first Peter five, it says to be aware of it, to look and be on guard because you're enemy roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So if you're not on it and you don't know it's the enemy, he will devour you. You have to know. And that's why it's so important to know the word of God. You know, how are you going to, how are you going to know how to fight in a war if you don't know your enemy? I mean, just picture again on the battlefield. Is he the enemy or is he the enemy? Who is it? Who do I shoot? Who do I, you know? And the devil stays invisible. If you yeah. can't see him, how are you going to shoot him? Wow. Wow. And the other big thing is we don't even know how to use our equipment. Right. We don't even know how to right. use it. Right. We got a gun and we got it turned around backwards and we pull the trigger and shoot ourselves. <laughs> we don't even know what we have. We don't know right. how to use what we have. Right. We don't know what we have. And well, we've already been given the equipment, but it's your responsibility to learn how to use it. That's right. We have to know what's in the word, what it is, and we have to know right. how to use it. Now, You know, you know how oh. some people have a... They have like a rifle, an old rifle over their yeah, fireplace. Yeah, my dad did. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
And you could sit there and say, look at that gun, that gun will shoot, that gun will, that's a rifle. And somebody's breaking in your house stealing something. You go, hey, I want to show you my rifle. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Most of them don't even know they have the rifle. That's funny. Well, Al, let's get to, we're, we're running out of some time here. So how are we equipped? Okay. You know, uh, Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And it's our inheritance, forgiveness, and physical healing, and financial prosperity, and deliverance is all our inheritance. Right. You know, Al, inherited, uh, we also inherited joy. We inherited honor. We inherited dominion, mercy, boldness. We've got all of this. We've inherited wisdom and understanding and knowledge and love and liberty and goodness. I mean, it goes on and on. We've inherited God's kindness and strength and discernment. I mean, we've inherited a lot. And now we are equipped for battle in case the enemy wants to take something away from us. You know, you were saying that, you know, like that's your inheritance. The Lord taught me many years ago that there's a reward coming in heaven for the believer who actually does what he's supposed to be doing with his life. And part of that is just plain old loving people and forgiving people. And it's, it's not all that easy to do. And the Lord corrected me the other day and he said, I want you to not call it a reward, call it an inheritance. Oh, that's and good. And it's a different kind of a thing. In other words, you have a right to this. You have a right to your inheritance. That's right. Right. You have a right to the reward in heaven if you've been doing these things. And I think it's important. I think it's important you know and understand that you have a reward. And when you do these things, you get a reward. When you don't, there's no reward stored up for you in your inheritance. And so do it just because you want to get a reward. God knows it will shut the devil down. But we're equipped we have the equipment. Tell them about that general. You always tell me about the general in the war. And, 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 you know, we don't do these things with the things we're equipped with because we're expecting God to do it. I like that Well, you story. know, we expect God to do it. We expect our pastor to do it. So we're on a battlefield. The enemy's approaching. All right, tell so picture like this. That. You're on a battlefield. You have your rifle. You've been equipped. And you're out there in a foxhole and you see the enemy coming at you. What you're supposed to do is shoot them, start fighting back. But what most Christians do is they pick up their gun, jump out of the foxhole, run back to the general and say, would you shoot him for me? Right. And the general says, I'm not shooting anybody. I told you to shoot him. I gave you the gun. Go shoot him. It's my job to run the war. It's your job to shoot him. And this is when many times we're supposed to take authority over the wiles of the evil one. We're supposed to speak to the mountain and tell it to move. And what we're doing is begging God to move a mountain. Right. So the general is like God. Like we go to him. And and a lot of it is fear-based. Fear. We just don't want to do it or or we don't want to do it in front of others, whatever it might be, taking authority, because what if it doesn't work? And then I'm, you know, it's this is a lot of fear here. But God has equipped us. And you're right. Christians are asking God to do what he told them to do. And we need to take our stand because we're in a war as soldiers to fight this battle. God said to me, my people are either trying to get me to give them something they already have. Right. We talked about equipment they already have, or they're trying to get me to do something I told them to do. That's right. And it's all the time. That's right. That's right. But we have a responsibility. We don't want to be wimps. We're soldiers. 
and we need to take our stand and fight. And we're going to get into that in the next weeks. But uh, I'll give you some examples. Like if you're sick, you know, all right, many people just go to the doctor and that, you know, God's not mad at you if you go to the doctor, but just go to the one he sends you to. But you know, if I'm sick or if I have a symptom, I speak out loud by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I mean, and I do that till that symptom leaves me. You know, start right away with the right, warfare. Your mouth is a weapon. Part of your equipment. Absolutely. It really is. By his stripes, I'm healed. I don't accept symptoms. I reject you in Jesus' name. I choose to exalt the word of God above all symptoms. Body, you line up with the word of God. This is spiritual battle. Oh, it's awesome. This is what, right. Jesus took my sickness onto his body 2,000 years ago. I am healed. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.